Let us pray. Precious Daddy, thank you this morning. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We exalt you, Father. We magnify you. Thank you, our Lord and our Maker and our Father and our Savior and our Lover for all that you are. You are indeed everything to us. We give you praise, Daddy, that you have continually revealed your heart to us. I pray, Father, that that which you have revealed may we receive in the name of Jesus. And Father, we receive of the fullness of your Spirit this morning. Whatever we need, whatever we must have, that we receive from you this morning. We give you all the praise and all the glory. This morning, as we have come to this table of light, may every darkness be completely exterminated from our lives. In the name of Jesus, every thinking pattern, every thought, every experience that has become a stronghold, that has limited us, that has stopped us from receiving the fullness of what you have done, that has stopped us from manifesting who we are, that has stopped us or limited us from enjoying all the blessings that you have for us. Lord, this morning, may they be completely eliminated. May they be completely flushed out by the light of your word in the name of Jesus. By this word this morning, your wisdom is released and your power is released to as many as will welcome it. Thank you, precious Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And may this fellowship, may this word, may this breaking of bread accomplish its purpose in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you so much, Daddy. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor for who you are and for who you have made us and everything that you have made available for us. We acknowledge every good thing that is in us because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And in Jesus' name, we have prayed and my brothers and my sisters in Christ this morning, we say with me, amen and amen and amen. And one more time, amen. Good morning to you this morning. My beloved brothers and sisters, of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here one more time this morning that we may break the body of the Lord and feed on the bread of life. Jesus says this clearly, if you eat of that other bread, you will go hungry, of course. We don't need anyone to explain that to us. If you drink of this other water, you will get thirsty again. So we don't need anybody to explain that to us. But he says, if you shall eat of me, you will have life. Not only will you have life, you will have it more abundantly. That means you have a life that overflows. And out of your belly shall flow rivers. Watch that. Rivers of living waters. May that be my experience. May that be your experience in the name of Jesus. And beloved, of course, you know what the subject matter has been from February. Manifestation of the sons of God. And we are dealing with the subject area of living in the Holy Ghost, living in the Spirit. And I pray for you this morning. May you know by the Spirit. May you see by the Spirit. And may you move and act by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. We have these capacities, beloved. A man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, once said, 
I am a thousand times more on the inside than I am on the outside. Do you know why he said that? Because his eyes opened to begin to see who was inside of him. And don't forget, that same spirit that was inside Smith Wigglesworth is the same spirit inside of us. In case you don't know who he was, he was the man of God who would pick up a dead body, slam the dead body on the wall. By the third time, the man came back to life. He said, I'm a thousand times on the inside than I am on the outside. Beloved, may my eyes open, may your eyes open to see what we have and who we have on the inside of us and may we learn and understand how to flow with who we have on the inside then it will make sense to us it will make practical sense to us that you and i never lacked anything that you and i never lacked anything we lacked because we are in ignorance but thank god for the light that is coming over and over and may you see what smith wigglesworth saw may i see what he saw in the precious name of jesus and not only are we going to see we will live from who we have may that be my reality and may that be your reality in the precious name of jesus but watch this god began first by unveiling to us who we are by unveiling to us who we have amen and amen and of course this morning let me remind you some of the things i've been saying since this week don't forget each time you see evil each time you see sickness each time you see death don't forget this was never the will of god for us and god is not an actor in sickness or death somebody says well the person died because god wanted to bring them home or because god needed another flower in his garden and so he plucked them out friends just understand that death was not part of god's plan people die because there is evil in the world because the world is still in a falling decaying state waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god a greater number of sons of god who will lay their hands on the dead and they will come back to life praise god if you notice these things characterize the ministry of jesus think about it i'm not going to give you the answer but think about it if you read the account of jesus's ministry in the gospel you will see that it was characterized by healing the sick don't forget one of the things jesus did mostly was to heal the sick to prevent them from dying and also raising them back to life praise god amen and amen don't forget all those things that he acted out the episodes is confirming to us and now telling us why amen so this morning we are going to continue our journey in romans chapter 8 before i do beloved let me just give you this secret you see this romans chapter 8 that's one of those bible chapters that you ought to read and read and read and meditate as you have it open reading it you're praying over your bodies you're speaking over circumstances beloved don't forget i have said this don't wait till you fall sick 
before you start looking for a miracle. Don't wait for you to fall sick. Don't wait for you to get into trouble for you to start engaging the reality of who we are. Prayer is actually clearing the path. Prayer is making deposit of the things that we want. And as you open the scripture and read over and over again, don't rush. If you have to read one line for one month, it's okay. Because don't forget, it's not about what you know. It's about living in the reality of the scripture. As you read from verse 1, the case is closed. There is therefore no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. You look at that over and over. You think about what it means. You ponder over it. You contemplate on the scripture over and over again. And you will see that the words of the prayer will come from your spirit. You start to pray beyond the physical. Go line by line, verse by verse. Read back and forth and internalize that your eyes can see clearly what the spirit of god is trying to communicate to you and i in romans chapter 8 another bible verse that you should never play with is colossians chapter 2 read back and forth over and over again until the world is made flesh that means until the world becomes you until you become one with the word praise god amen and amen if you watch me i don't give people reading plans go and read the entire bible in this in a year i don't have any problem with that i have done it before myself but watch this it is not in how many you read i rather you take one verse of the bible just one verse of the bible even if it takes you a year i would rather you take one verse of the bible and that verse of the bible becomes life to you becomes reality becomes tangible becomes your experience i would rather you do that than taking up a reading plan and read the bible from genesis to revelation 10 times in a year and you don't get nothing out of it don't don't forget beloved we are not just to read we are to live in the reality of the scriptures amen and amen so this morning Romans chapter 8, I'm beginning from verse 35, but as we often do, let's go to the pretext, which is verse number 34. Watch what it says. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. I explained this yesterday. Jesus cannot condemn us. Why? Because he knows what he did for us. If we deny it, he cannot deny it. If we cannot understand it, he cannot forget. If we don't know what it feels like, he cannot forget what he felt like because he is the one who did it. And knowing what he did, the power of what he did, he can never condemn us. Praise God. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen exalted and enthroned by god at his right hand watch this even more than the fact that jesus gave his life the bible says he has conquered death and because he has conquered death and because he's risen and because he's exalted and because he's enthroned by god at his right hand because of these things he cannot condemn us this works has been done it cannot be undone 
For us to be condemned, all this work has to be undone. But praise be his name, what he has done, no one can change. For somebody to have the capacity to condemn you and I, the work of Christ must first be undone. Now watch this. He goes on to say, in addition to that, so how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? Beloved, don't forget that Jesus is still our high priest. Yes, he is our brother. Just like Aaron, the high priest, was the brother of the children of Israel. Don't forget that high priest was to typify, to show us our own high priest. Even though Jesus is our brother, our eldest brother, but he is still our high priest. In fact, his office right now is that of a high priest over us. And watch this. This priest never dies. This priest never gets tired. Hallelujah. I have a high priest who is praying for me continually. Beloved, if you look closely, you find out that the Holy Ghost is praying from us. Christ is praying for us. Oh my Lord, may we see what these things mean. That we have Christ praying for us continually for our triumph. What a truth that should give us peace all around. That the Holy Ghost intercedes for and from us. And Christ is also praying for us. Hallelujah. The perfect one. The never dying high priest. The one that was crucified. Buried and upon the third day. He rose from the dead. And, and he's occupying the right hand of God. Remember the right hand of God. Is not physical right hand. Is the place of authority. And the Bible says. In the place of that authority. Jesus is praying continually for you and I. What a perfect Savior we have. Beloved, this is why I tell you, I don't, I don't know about you. You may still think that you will get your salvation and lose it. But I have one who is praying for me. Glory to ensure that I come out triumphantly. Now, verse number 35 says, Who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one. In other words, who can separate us from the love of Christ? The Bible says absolutely nothing. Friend, I love the text of the scripture. I love the kind of guarantee that the scripture gives. There is no ifs. There is no minus. There's no middle way. These are words of certainty. The Bible says, who could ever divorce us that is separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one the answer absolutely no one don't forget absolutely no one watch what it says for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us again nothing in the universe I need you to close your eyes and say that to yourself over and over until it becomes real. Friend, the Bible says nothing in the universe has the power to diminish Christ's love towards us. He says troubles, pressures, 
and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. Watch what it says. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? It says, no, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Hallelujah. All these are impotent, the Bible says, to hinder omnipotent love. The love of God for you and I is omnipotent. And beloved, may I remind you that this love has been proven in that God gave us his son. And the Bible says that nothing in this universe can ever come in between the love that God has for us, that nothing can ever be able to have the power to diminish or to reduce the love that God has for us. He says, even our challenges, our persecutions, our deprivations, even death threats. The Bible says, no, for they are impotent. In other words, they lack the power to hinder omnipotent love. Amen and amen. Let me explain a little further. What this means is this. As long as distance has no power to reduce the love of God for us, you and I may go through things. Of course, you know why. God is not the author of our problems. We run into problems because we live in a fallen world. And many times we don't make our decisions by the Spirit. We too are carried away by what we see and what we hear. But the Bible says, as long as these things cannot reduce the love of God, as long as these things cannot diminish the love of God, then we have already won. In other words, the only thing that we should ever be concerned about in this life if there's anything we should fear in this life, is anything that has the power to reduce the love of God for us. Anything that could do that is something we should fear. But the Bible says nothing, nothing in this universe, nothing has the power. If we read down now, it starts talking about not demons, not witches, not wizards, not things, not things in heaven nor things on earth. Nothing has the power to diminish the love that God has for you and I. Beloved, may this become tangible. May your eyes open to see this. And that's why I tell people, if you listen to me carefully, I don't preach to a man to love God. In fact, when I see people boast about their love for God, I laugh at it. Now, it's not a matter of being right or wrong. Don't forget, it's a matter of faith. I have come to a place of understanding by the Spirit that rather than me depending on my own love for God, you know, say, my own love, I feel verse. I feel wake up tomorrow wanting to do something, loving the Lord, singing on the song, thinking that I'm going to get this contract I'm looking for, and then boom, I don't get the contract. Now I don't verse. My own love don't diminish. That is why. I do not walk with God based on my own love. No, sir. God don't give me small sense. So I, I learned to rely 
on his own love for me, not my own love for him. And that's what I encourage people to do, sir. In the place of divinity, how can we rely on humanity? In the place of omnipotence, how can we rely on that which is not omnipotent? Beloved, at least more gives more sense now. God's love never changes, never diminishes, never reduces. Nothing in heaven on earth, nothing has the power to reduce that love. So, my relationship with God is based on His own love for me. That's why, if you listen to me carefully, if you follow my writings, you hardly hear me talk about how much I love God. Oh, this is Chief the Jacob who loves God, a lover of God. Mm-mm. Let me be silent on that and rely and continue to remind myself of just how much he lost me because you know what his own love is better and if i receive that love i may be able to flow and relate with everybody not on the human love but on the agape divine love of god praise god beloved notice this this is not something we need to pray to happen it is something we need to pray to understand and walk in the reality because this love has been proven to us in christ praise god i'm going to stop here and of course come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of god don't forget it's our outreach month so let us reach out with the messages as much as you can if you cannot forward by whatsapp you can refer people to the podcast some of you can simply start your own personal blog where you review those messages and give people link to the podcast friend there's a there's so much we can do never you sit down and say you don't have anything to do may the eyes of your understanding open in the name of jesus again finally please keep me in your prayers always as I keep you in mind, that is what we owe one another. Praying for one another is an expression of the love of God for us. Amen. Please enjoy your day and don't forget this morning you have been served. Shalom.